The San Francisco Giants have a two-game lead in the NL West with 10 to play after hanging on to a game that got extremely dicey against the Padres last night, but they end up winning that game. The Dodgers in Colorado lost, and so the Giants, like I said, two-game lead, 10 to play. Magic number is nine to clinch the NL West, so we'll break it all down on today's Locked on Giants podcast. On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. And coming up on today's show, we are going to talk about the Giants winning game number 99. They still are pacing Major League Baseball. They have the best record in the game as they have had pretty much all season long. They pull to a two-game lead in the NL West with 10 to go. And, you know, obviously a long way to go here, a little over a week. But it's starting to look like it just may happen. And every single day is presenting a new opportunity to pull further ahead and basically make those odds more and more long and difficult for the Dodgers. And so the Dodgers have to be feeling that pressure, right? They are aware that they are trailing and that time is running out. And then you lose a game to the Rockies with Walker Bueller, one of your many aces, I was going to say the ace of the Dodgers, but they really have multiple. They have Scherzer, they have Kershaw, Urias is having a great season, but Bueller is kind of the guy right now. And they lose to the Rockies with Bueller on the mound. And meanwhile, the Giants had Scott Kazmir as their starting pitcher. Scott Kazmir, uh, who hadn't pitched before this year in the Major League since 2016. It had been five years. Uh, he made his Major League debut in 2004. He was drafted in 2002. So, you know, random Scott Kazmir. He's had a good career, but it is, you know, the fact that he's on the 2021 Giants is pretty random, and yet he goes out there and throws a better game against a better opponent than Walker Bueller. And so, you know, point being, there's pressure on the Dodgers right now. They must feel like they have to win. And like I said, to me, there's just something exciting about, I mean, it's obvious, right? It's exciting the state of this race. And the fact that today the Dodgers could go out there and lose and then it would be another golden opportunity for the Giants. I mean, imagine a three-game lead with nine to play. The magic number, I think I mentioned it already, is nine. So that's uh, it's pretty simple now. It was a little more complicated when we were talking about the wild card scenarios. But now that magic number being nine just means any combination of Giants wins plus Dodgers losses that adds up to nine and the Giants have won the National League West. And so, I mean, how exciting is this? How exciting is this? Who could have seen this coming? I was about as optimistic as anyone coming into the season predicted 
that they would go 86 and 76. Projection Systems had this team going, you know, winning anywhere from 72 to 76 games, meaning, you know, 90 losses to maybe 86 losses, like anywhere in that pretty bad season territory. There's a tweet that was being circulated a little bit a few days ago. ESPN, you know, coming into the year, did their predictions about where teams would finish. And they basically wrote about the Giants that they had the upside of maybe an 80 win team, which would be 80 and 82. And and the, the analysis was that if everything goes right, they could be an 80 win team. But otherwise, they're like the definition of boring and bad and old and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I'm just I keep finding myself thinking about what if you had told me and in the beginning of the season when the Giants were in Seattle where they started this season, I remember that game vividly, they blew it, their bullpen blew a five-run eighth-inning lead. I also remember saying at the time that's probably the only time, maybe the only time we're going to see something like that this season. And I will just say, for the most part, that's been the case. Yes, they've had some bullpen blow-ups. Last night was almost among them. The Giants uh, and Tyler Rogers in the ninth inning and some other relievers too, and we'll get into that later, made it way more interesting than it should have been. The Giants did have an 8-1 to one lead and at some point, at one point, and the Padres ended up coming back, and in the bottom of the ninth, Fernando Tatis Jr. came up to the plate representing the winning run with two outs, two on, two out. It was very scary stuff. But Tyler Rogers got him out, and he ultimately got through it, so we'll get into that later. But again, if you had told me on day one of the season that we would be in this position where the Giants have the best record in the major leagues at 99-53 and 53 with 10 to play and a two-game lead in the National League West over the Dodgers, who are 97-55, and 55. and as I scroll through the rest of the league here, there's really nobody else that's all that close to the Dodgers, so... If not for the Giants, that we could easily be looking at this Dodgers season and just considering it another fantastic year, best team in baseball, no questions asked, running away with the division potentially. So the fact that the Giants are ahead of them makes people kind of view the Dodgers season as somewhat of a disappointment, especially if they don't ultimately win the division. But they're having a normal great Dodgers year. They're going to win, you know, 100 plus games easily here it would appear probably in the neighborhood of 103 but the thing is the Giants might just win 104 or 105 that's the current projection up on Fangraph so if you had told me that at this date September 23rd this would be the state of the race I would not have believed you first of all and second of all I would just be ecstatic and so I don't want to lose that perspective and I want to really soak this in uh, it's not a given. It is not a given at all that you're ever going to be back in this position. I definitely believe in the future of this team, you know, immediate future, short-term future, long-term future, all of that under, you know, the the leadership structure they have in place. But just look at the Padres. I mean, expectations were so high for that team coming into the year. And look where they are. They are fighting to stay over 500 at this point. They're 76 and 75 and they were supposed to be the team that ultimately, for the first time in a long time, gave the Dodgers a run for their money. And it just hasn't worked out that way. So let's be sure to enjoy this because it doesn't come around every year. And this very well could end up being the best 
regular season in San Francisco Giants history. Imagine that. And again, imagine if someone had told you that uh, on day one of the season, that this team had a chance to have the best regular season in San Francisco Giants history. It really blows my mind every time I think about it. So coming up next, we'll get into more of the details of what went down in this game, and we'll get you set for the next game of this series, which is actually about to get underway. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. I should explain. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on a molecule mattress and call it their best sleep ever, I ordered one for myself, and they are spot on. I'm no elite I'm no elite athlete. I did play some baseball and maybe some slow pitch softball in my day as well, but I do have occasional sleep issues, waking up with a sore neck, occasionally having uh, night sweats, which are, you know, awful. Uh, molecule sleep scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress, however. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night. Molecule mattress is how elite athletes and Ben Caspic get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, simply return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with promo code Locked On. Again, save 20% with promo code Locked On at onmolecule.com. All right, as promised, we are going to get into the Giants' thrilling, really, 8-6 to six win over the Padres last night. I uh, can't believe I've gone this far without even mentioning Camilo Doval, who just had a huge impact in this game, came into an extremely dicey situation in the fifth inning, and my goodness, did he get out of it in a major way. It was bases loaded, nobody out with Machado coming up, right? Terrifying stuff. And at that point, uh, the game was 3-1 to one or 3 to nothing. There was a catcher's interference by Buster Posey. I believe that that happened when, yeah, when Casimir was on the mound still. So it was 3-1, to one, bases loaded, nobody out with Machado coming up. At that point, according to Baseball Savant, the Padres had the better odds of winning the game, even though they were trailing by a couple of runs, given the fact that it was bases loaded, no out, and no outs, and Machado coming up. And what did Camilo Doval do? Well, he struck out Machado on three pitches, three straight sliders, nasty, nasty pitches. The arm speed on Camilo Duvall is kind of mind-boggling. 
And then he got Tommy Pham to ground into a 6-4-3 double play. And all the while, he didn't look very impressed. I thought Alex Pavlovich said it best when he said, when he basically said, this is what Camilo Doval did. And then he walked off the mound like it was a spring training game, something like that. He said it better, but he did. He, he just kind of, you know, he's not, he's not phased by it. He's not impressed by himself even. It's just kind of, he's relaxed and it's what he expects out of himself, I guess, to go through Machado and Fam in that spot, given the magnitude of, of this race is really impressive. And Camilo Doval, since coming back up in September, hasn't allowed a run. And if you just start to look through some of the numbers, he ends up having, you know, very impressive numbers. And and particularly since he kind of struggled in the early part of the season. And in fact, his earned run average on the year is now 3.86, which is pretty darn solid. And it's better than league average. And his expected ERA uh, is 3.02. That's based on uh, strikeout rate, walk rate, and some Statcast, you know, quality of contact numbers. There's some really good peripherals here for Camilo Doval. Good ground ball rate too. Given that he's a strikeout pitcher, that's actually a pretty unusual combination to be a strikeout pitcher and a ground ball pitcher. And it's not only unusual, but it's desirable because ground balls are better than you know, contact in the air, which is where your damage comes into play. And strikeouts are the best outs of all because, you know, you don't have to deal with the randomness that can sometimes happen when there's a ball in play. And so, you know, I definitely am intrigued by Camilo Duvall, uh, not to mention, I, I haven't even said to this point, he's out here throwing 102 miles an hour. He threw, I think the previous night, 102 and a half miles an hour with his fastball. And then he's got a upper 80s slider that, as I said, he struck out Manny Machado on on three pitches. And so Camilo Duvall, huge gold star next to his performance last night and just lately in general. And he could be a huge part of a postseason bullpen for the Giants. They're bringing him in, I think, in really good spots for him when there's some righties coming up and you know, it's earlier in the game maybe, but it's a big situation, like exactly the situation he came into there. I remember when the Giants were playing the Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball a couple weeks ago, Doval came into a similarly sketchy situation and also pitched through it. He was facing uh, some tough righties. I can't remember exactly who he was facing, but he was he's a little wild at times. I would imagine not a comfortable at bat uh, when you're watching him warm up maybe and he throws one around where your head would be if you were standing in uh, to the box at that point. But he is effective, effectively wild. And hopefully, I mean, I think the other day he threw like 17 pitches and 15 were strikes. I think that was two days ago. Regardless, he he's just done a really, really good job and it was worth singling him out. Harleen Garcia had a, you know, untypically, atypically, a poor performance in this game last night. And I actually thought, I don't uh, often say that I disagree with something Gabe Kapler has done from a management, uh, on-field management perspective. I actually think he's done a, an excellent job at on-field managing and their record reflects that. But to me, it didn't look like Harleen Garcia had it, especially in the second inning that he went out there. He was just kind of hanging pitches up over the plate and getting hit pretty hard, and yet they just kept running him out there, hitter after hitter. So he ends up allowing three runs, 
not entirely sure. He doesn't often go multiple innings, so I'm not entirely sure why they were insistent upon extending Harleen Garcia <clears throat> in that situation, but they did, and it kind of came back to to bite them a little bit. He ends up allowing four hits, three earned runs, including a home run. And then Dominic Leone comes in to kind of clean up the mess, and he does eventually clean up the mess, even though he allows a couple of hits. He does get two critical outs, and the Giants maintain an 8-4 to four lead. It definitely it was starting to get out of hand in that seventh inning, but Leone stopped the bleeding, and the Giants held on to an 8-4 to four lead, and that ended up being huge. They really needed every single run to be, to be prevented that was prevented because it all came down to... Fernando Tatis Jr. representing the winning run in the bottom of the ninth. Tony Watson had a scoreless eighth, and then Tyler Rogers had a rough ninth inning. He allowed two runs and two walks and uh, two hits, two hits, two runs, two walks, and it got extremely dicey. Like, you do not want Fernando Tatis coming up there representing the winning run when you enter that inning up eight to four. And Tatis's spot in the lineup was way far off. And in fact, he walked, uh, who was it? It was Profar to set up that situation. And so as a pitcher, like that is absolutely the last thing you're trying to do is walk Profar. Like if Tyler Rogers would tell you, he was just trying to probably throw it up there on a tee for Jurix and Profar because... Uh, well, first of all, I mean, Profar could have tied the game with one swing, so maybe not quite on a tee, but you're definitely trying to throw a strike so you can avoid bringing Tatis up there. But Tatis, in fact, did come up, and, Fernand- and Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a high drive to left, kind of had the appropriate launch angle, but just didn't quite hit it squarely, a little bit out in front, a little bit off the end of the bat, and Chris Bryant camped underneath it and made the catch. But uh, there's been some talk that Tyler Rogers just like can't pitch the ninth and needs to pitch the eighth. I don't buy that at all. I don't think there's anything to guys can just be great in the eighth and not good in the ninth. I think given enough of a sample, they're going to be the same guy in those two situations. You might disagree with that, but it's Tyler Rogers. I mean, he doesn't seem phased by any of this. And so the idea that he just can't pitch in the ninth, I don't think it's true. Relievers have bad outings sometimes, and this was a bad outing by Rodgers. He still has great numbers on the season. So honestly, I wouldn't read into it too much, although you do kind of miss Jake McGee, and hopefully he can come back. They're, they've said they're hopeful he can come back by the end of the regular season. That would be huge because he's kind of a missing piece when you're talking about uh, potentially trying to close out some games like that in the playoffs. I mean, Giants had an 8-1 to lead. Imagine if they had a tighter lead, they would have easily blown this game. So coming up next, we'll talk about the offensive explosion in this game. Buster Posey, Chris Bryant with a huge hit, and we'll get you set for the next game of this series. Giants going for win number 100 today. But first, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% or even 100% more for the exact same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com All right, as promised, we're going to talk about The rest of this game, the offense, Buster Posey having a huge night, Chris Bryant with a huge hit, particularly when we think about the previous night and how the Giants had a chance to basically knock the Padres out early and they didn't. But then last night, Chris Bryant just with a money hit in the first inning that set the tone and gave Scott Kazmir a little bit of breathing room. And then we're going to get you set for game number, what, 153 with the Giants going for win number 100 against the Padres. We have that lineup. So we'll talk about the lineup and we'll talk about what's going on with the Dodgers. Their game, I believe, is actually underway at the time of this recording. So we'll give a little check-in on them. But yeah, as I said, I mean, several Giants had big nights offensively. They ended up with 13 hits, a lot of extra base hits. Well, actually not that many. Posey had two doubles. Chris Bryant had a double and that was it. So they didn't homer. Some people love when the Giants win and they don't homer. I don't get it. A homer is good. I don't care. You know, the idea that you're too reliant on home runs is bogus because home runs are just the best type of contact, right? They're just really, really good contact. So it leaves the ballpark. So it's always good when that happens. I don't like do cartwheels when they win a game without hitting homers, but some people do. And that's what happened last night. Just worth pointing out 13 hits, eight runs, no homers. But as I said, Buster Posey with two doubles was four for five, very nearly was five for five. And that fifth hit was almost a home run. I thought that he got it when he hit it, but it was caught at the wall in right field. So great night for Posey. He's not in the lineup today, just to kind of tease what that lineup is going to look like. They've stuck to that plan all year long, giving him ample rest. And I think it it has worked out very well. So it's hard to argue with it. Brandon Belt, two walks and a hit himself. Lamont Wade Jr., late night Lamont with uh, two hits himself, uh, drove in a couple runs as well. Chris Bryant just one for five, but that one hit was a big one, a first inning bases clearing double, uh, I think with one out. It, It may have been with two outs, but I'm pretty sure it was a one out bases clearing double. Yeah. 
And it was big because the previous night, Giants had the bases loaded and one out for Brandon Crawford, and he missed a fair ball down the right field line by inches, ended up being foul, and then he hits into a double play. So they had a chance to really you know, give a knockout blow early, and they didn't do it. But then in this night, they did. That three-run lead is huge in the first inning, especially uh, looking up at the Dodgers' score and seeing that they were losing. It was just a beautiful thing. Or at that point, they may have been winning. The Rockies give them a ton of credit. They fell behind but then came back against Walker Bueller. And then the Dodgers came back and tied it. But then the Rockies came out and scored five more runs to win that game 10-5. to So huge props to the Rockies. Hope they do it again today. But then the Giants go into Colorado. And then I hope they're done uh, you know, beating up on superior teams. So everybody except Tommy LaStella in the starting lineup had a hit, Well, and Scott Kazmir. But Mike Yastrzemski had a big hit, Longoria was one for four, Crawford uh, two more hits himself, and then I mentioned everybody else. So a good night for the offense, and looking ahead to the lineup for today's game as the Giants go for win number 100 on the season, uh, it's pretty similar. Buster Posey not in there, but pretty much otherwise the same. Tommy LaStella leading off, Brandon Belt second, Chris Bryant third, Wade Jr., Crawford, Longoria, Yastrzemski, Casale. It's a very deep lineup. That's obviously just eight eight players, though. So Logan Webb is the starting pitcher for the Giants today. Always gives them a really good shot. You Darvish on the mound for the Padres. So, you know, we never quite know what we're going to get from Darvish. The Giants destroyed him the last time they faced him, which was not long ago at all. But then in his next start, he was actually quite good. So who knows what we're going to get. Hopefully the Giants can continue to just punish the Padres right now who are reeling and, as I said, trying to just stay over 500 at this point. So let's just give a quick check-in on the Dodgers if we can. Oh, their game hasn't even started. I don't know what I'm talking about. Their game starts a little bit later for me. So, you know, by the time you're listening to this, you'll probably see some scores and maybe it's even after the Giants game. But coming up tomorrow, we'll have reaction to today's game. Can the Giants get that win number 100? Can they gain an additional game on the Dodgers? Can they reduce that magic number somehow, some way? So we'll have that reaction. We do these podcasts every single weekday, uh, pretty much all year long in the depths of the offseason. I think we slow it down a little bit, but certainly through the rest of the year and all throughout the playoffs, even if the Giants get eliminated which, you know, hopefully they don't. And every day that goes by, their odds of making it all the way through go higher and higher. So can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Please check me out on Twitter and please check out this show on YouTube if you haven't already. We're free and available on all platforms. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.